podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, August 6th, 2022. I'm your host Andy Vaughn and with me as always is Gordo. Hi Gordon. Hello, how are we doing? Yeah, very, very good. The beginning of season five. It is. I, I can't remember any TV shows that I thought season five was quite good in. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that we maybe start a trend. You would go, you're gonna see for the fucking shield or something, I can feel like, aren't you? Every season of the shield is glorious. Right, okay. Um season fat dip. No, no. See, every everything gets good and then like there has a dip and then it, a bit of a resurgence around season four and yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe someone can suggest, Dave, a good season five, a show with a good season five, or a notable season five. Uh, one of, one of Dave, Dave's not. picks was essentially, we're asking him this season come to come <laughs> with a season five that was good for the TV show. Um, and that's just, uh, there's a spoiler right there, our, our guest for <laughs> episode one of season five, Mr. Dave Greenfield. How you doing, Dave? Yeah, good guys. Yeah, good summer. Pretty good, pretty decent. Um, good. A lot of baseball, a lot of golf. Um, got some mics, as you can see here. Uh, if you're on, if you're one of our patrons, uh, the reason that we have mics. Um, so, Andy, you got a lovely fetching pink cable for yours. I got a nice, uh, a nice uh, yellow one. It's uh, it's orange. Uh, oh, I asked ask Gary for orange, and instead, um, I got. It definitely does look coral pink, but that's cool. Yeah. That is you decent. Know. Yeah, because I've just seen your notebook that you're using when you help. Yeah, you know, see, let's not let's not be ha- let's not be having a go about color schemes here, G man. Well, I do like it. So we're back to it. Feels like being back in the studio. It feels like being back in the early pre-COVID seasons one and two, um, with the with the proper mic setup. So we're good to go, raring to go. It was nice to have a break over the sort of off season for UK football. Um, still did some Patreon episodes. Got the winner of the US Open in the golf, Matt Fitzpatrick. Only had three picks, and uh, and he won at twenty eight to one. So that was glorious. That was pretty decent. And I had the for the British Open, I had Tommy Fleetwood who ended up fourth at thirty threes, uh, and had Rory McIlroy to to win it. Um, and you know he he did exactly what uh, he usually does and just shat the bed, but at a different time. Um, so he didn't he didn't do his usual first round shite the bed. He, he did it on the last day. Um, but yeah, so some good some good picks over the over the summer and. Um, the baseball's obviously still roaring on, um, so we'll have to do a review of that uh, towards the end of the season. But excited to be back for the football and excited to hear, I'm sure, what Dave has from League well, 1 and 2. I say I'm excited <laughs> to be back for the football, but the Scottish Premier League started last week. Um, obviously, English Premier League coming up this weekend. And uh, my team, I was at Dundee United uh, versus Kilmarnock, away at Kilmarnock. Got a man, we were 1 0 up, got a man sent off with 20 minutes to go, conceded a stoppage time goal to draw one each. And my 25 quid bet at like 9 to 4 just got evaporated. And I was like, oh yeah, football's really irritating. I, mean, <laughs> I, quite, yeah. I quite enjoyed my two months off. Did you feel that? Uh, did you feel that you felt at home though with that? Because I'm pretty sure that you said to me that they conceded a late goal from a corner, which is like your whole Dundee United theory that four corners equals a goal to the opposition. Oh, we're just no. So what we did, we did it the week before at Fleetwood. I, I went down to Fleetwood for our preseason friendly, 
And and again, we conceded a stoppage time goal. Like so, uh, hopefully this isn't a thing this year because I'll be tearing my hair out if that's the if that's the case. And we've got a huge game tomorrow night against AZ Alkmaar. We're in Europe, which is not normal for us, certainly in recent years. So um, games on BBC Scotland. Um, there is. you go, Dave. If you if you if you want to watch some uh, a, yeah. a, a Dundee United match, a European Dundee United match, can you imagine it? Don't need to imagine tomorrow night eight PM. BBC Scotland. <laughs> Dave, you've been um, going to the Commonwealth Games and things like that, haven't you? Yeah, I've uh, been to been to die. Been out to Coventry to watch the judo. Uh, yeah, it's good. Good day out. Uh, didn't really know much about the sport to be honest, but uh, yeah, I got into it. It was decent. Yeah, lot loads of Scottish over there. Yeah, loads of Scottish over there. Yeah, I think that there's been a lot. There's a big contingent for. Um, for judo and also like for swimming I've been watching a lot of the swimming yeah. recently and it's um, it's interesting it's actually really interesting as well that they're running so they're running the, the Paralympics at the same time so like yeah. it'll be one kind of uh, regular event and one para event and some of the para events are mental because like they have a whole in the S category so like S5 mm-hmm. or S7 or whatever it's people with like actual different disabilities as well yeah. so you'll just have like guy missing an arm versus guy missing a leg versus like a blind and, guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like that's mad. It's it's incredible. So you watch it and you're like, and it was even more interesting. It was a, a lassie uh, who was her category wasn't represented because they only represent every two. So it's like S five has a fifty meter breaststroke, S seven has a fifty meter. So she had to. She was an S six and had to compete at S seven and won a silver medal, which is like being an under fifteen and being like, yeah, you're in the under twenty ones and scoring a goal. Like it's inc- it's incredible. It's really, really cool to watch. And I like the way they've integrated it in that it's not a because I, I I I wouldn't have watched the, the Paralympics if it was on post kind of thing because it's never given the same coverage. But it was really good. It's it's been mad just to think that, you know, most of the events are down the road from where I am. So like yeah. the mountain biking's been in like Tannock Chase today, which is like Five minutes away. And, oh, is it? I know two yeah, people who were racing for Scotland. Yeah. There is and doing that. They were both so, fourth. Very yeah, Scottish. Yeah, no. Yeah, Sutton Park had like the triathlon on the first day, and that's like you know, twenty minutes away. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's been really, really surreal to think that like I've been to these places and now there's like proper athletes. <laughs> so are we yeah. going to see you four years time, Dave, on the track at the cycling or maybe at the judo, just uh, competing? <laughs> yeah. Is that the? Is it spurred you on? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I might take up squash. Yeah, that's it. Good lad. <laughs> Very sore in the knees, Dave. Very sore in the knees, squash. <laughs> so, as normal, we'll run through our picks for the week ahead. But, Dave, I've seen in the uh, Facebook group, which everyone is welcome to join, uh, just search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook and uh, join the community there. A few hundred of us uh, talking sports, especially sports betting. You've been um, giving us sort of like little overviews of how you think the various leagues in England might go this year. Yeah, uh, perhaps now might be a time to to recap that and give us some of your thoughts behind who you think the league winners will be, or if you've got any cool special bets for relegation or points totals or anything like that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, so I think um, I, I couldn't tell you what they are after the weekend now, but I really like Middlesbrough. To win the championship, they were nine to one at the uh, when I had to go and um, they need a striker. Uh, I think they've just gone fourth from Brentford, but they could do with maybe one or two more decent strikers to proper mount a good challenge. But you know, Wilder knows that league perfectly well. He's he's made some good signings with that 
Stefan in goal from City and uh, Ryan Giles on line from Wolves and uh, yeah, the last Jed spent, but the kid who, Jones, the kid who played right back, he, he scored at the weekend. He look, looks better than Spence. So I don't what think they're in, yeah. in there. But yeah, it's a lot there. Uh, obviously, I've got to, after last year, staying true to Bolton to get promoted. They have a four to one. I like them. They had a d- decent draw at the weekend. Uh, so I think, yeah, that, they've done well as well to uh, come back. Uh, I think they need a good start. Last year, they just they didn't start playing until Christmas, and they <laughs> got a really good run together and just missed out on the playoffs. Uh, Stockport fancied for League Two. Uh, they were around six to one, uh, promoted from the National League last year, but they'd already built a squad that could cope with League Two. So I think they ended up losing. They lost three two. Uh, Saturday, I, I backed them on Saturday. And I think they were three 0 down after about half an hour. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did football's back. Yeah, they did uh, get it back to a three two in the end. So showing a bit of fight already. Uh, I think that yeah, they should be up there towards. I think. I mean, after my Beth Mead bet to a uh, win top score, Paddy Power can piss off rightfully so seeing as they only paid me out half the money for a winner when she clearly won uh, but that they got some decent um, bets on City I think it was um, City to score 96 or more goals this season that was at evens that was uh, which I thought that was pretty good I don't know if it's still up there I don't know if it was just a special on but they also had one with um, City to win Premier League, FA Cup and League Cup that was 20 to 1. Which I thought was worth it. Cups are hard though, aren't they? Like It's difficult yeah, to win a cup. Especially with the amount of fixtures City are going to have this year. Yeah, they're still going to... I mean, their squad depth is... Yeah, their squad depth immense, but still, you need everything. You just need one slip up and, you know, you, you can yeah. salvage a league with one slip up, but... One slip up and especially like the League Cup if you're not playing a full strength team. Yeah. You know, you I think, take you know, I think Fulham were uh Fulham were too big for me at five to four to go down. I think uh, Okay. I think they've signed a lot of players, but that doesn't what does that give you really? To a squad that hasn't played together and doesn't gel together. You know, they've been up twice, been down twice. Mitrovic has never really done it in the Premier League, as they maybe this is his year, but I think they had decent price at uh, five to four. Fulham were to go down, so yeah. I mean, yeah. it seems like it's always just like you see Fulham going up and then Norwich going down, and they just trade places every yeah, year. Yeah, didn't you <laughs> the Premier League? There's a thing going around where they're saying that they're actually just the same team. <laughs> just change <laughs> that back, back to back. Yeah, like um, but then yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if anyone wants to go back and have a look, they're all still up in the uh, group anyway. And there won't have been too much change to price after one weekend. So yeah. I just had a quick check there. Middlesbrough still eights on 365, so you can probably it's get that somewhere good, else yeah. and then apply your bet boost or whatever it is, um, whatever tokens that you, you get given at the other sites. Um, so yeah, you'll be able to find them. They're on the Facebook group. Do go and check it out. We mentioned the... Patreon channel that we have that's uh, still going and obviously we're now back uh, with season 5 and we'll be on there every single week Um, and you'll get access to this show early as a video podcast so you can see the three of us on our Zoom call 
um, talking back and forth. As soon as we finish, so it doesn't go to Gary, it doesn't get edited, it's a wee bit more raw and ready. And you also get the middle section of the podcast where we shoot the breeze about picks that maybe didn't make the show or just other things we like that doesn't go out on the on the regular podcast. Um, a little extra section in the middle. And then you also get all the other content that we do around the golf majors, around big horse racing events, um, and really something darts, just depends. Whatever whatever big uh, tournaments are coming up that we've got an interest in, um, we'll run some extra Patreon content. So head on over to Patreon. It's like £6 a month, and it really supports us. Um, and we've upgraded, as Gordon said, all our equipment. So hopefully this is now loud and crystal clear. And if you're on Patreon, you can, you can see it. Yeah, you can you, you can see it. So uh, thanks to all our patrons, and hopefully we could get a few more. Um, with that, let's head into that middle section. Um, so patrons, we'll be with you in a second. Everyone else, we shall hear from you after this short break. Welcome back, and now on to this week's picks for Saturday, August 6th, 2022, Season 5, Episode 1. And as usual, um, we'll stick to the same format that's always worked for the, the Trample Bet podcast. Bit of a run-through for new listeners. We will each give you what we think is the best bet of the weekend, so Friday through to Monday, um, it, in four different categories. The Banker, something that we basically expect to be an absolute stick-on. Um, and, and won't lose. And, and we hit these way more often than not. Um, a value bet, which tends to be around the even money mark, where we think the bookies have maybe slightly mispriced it, or you're just getting a really good deal um, on a team where the, where the odds of them winning is better than the actual chances of it happening. Um, the outsider bet, so that's something where the bookies have priced it up as an underdog, and we think there's some value in there. And then finally, a pick from each of us and a tenor of our own money goes on a treble and all proceeds go to a charity uh, should it come in. So we've raised some good money in the past. We always, uh, I think it's probably fair to say we've always um, given more out than we've staked. Definitely. Is that fair to say? I'd yeah. say that's definitely the case um, on, the, on the charity trebles over the course of the season. Um, so we'll be looking to... I th- I've seen your guys' picks already. Um, you'll obviously remind me of them, but I did notice that you've both gone absolute shite bag for the charity picks. <laughs> clearly, clearly wanting to get one in nice and early, and there and there's me way above even money, just just out there on a limb, you know, go, going for the big bucks nice and early. Well, while you two are playing it safe, but that that's the way we run it. Um, so we'll go through all the bankers, all the values, all the outsiders, and end with the charity picks. So to open. Season five and the 2022-23 season. My banker is Saturday at 3 p.m. in the Scottish Premiership. Rangers versus Kilmarnock and a home win here for Glasgow Rangers is two to nine at three six five. I watched Kilmarnock last week when they played at home to Dundee United, and I was not particularly impressed with their performance on their home plastic pitch. And going to Ibrox, that's going to be a difficult task. Especially, I think, as Rangers will be really keen to start the match positively because they were criticised for starting last week's game against Livingston really sluggishly and going a goal down within the first 10 minutes. Um, It was a game that they would go on to win and dominate, um, ending up 2-1 winners. 
but a lot of people were very unhappy with the fact that they didn't come out the gate strongly. So I think Van Bronckhorst will be keen on that, especially at home. And they'll want to put in a real dominant performance uh, and, and lay their marker for this season. They're just much better than Kilmarnock. Um, they've got new striker Antonio Kolak from Greek outfit, PAOK, um, playing up front. So it'll be interesting to see what he does this season. Um, but I think just attitude-wise, this will be a game that they they will want to come out and show real strength and they'll just be far too strong. And I think two to nine is actually a reasonable banker price for that. I would be amazed if Rangers don't win this. Like, amazed good That's start it. nice to see you going to somewhere you've had so much success in the past uh, in, in Ibrox um, <laughs> I am going to be uh, I'm just remembering the last season the only time that I can remember like you don't lose many bankers but the only one I remembered was Rangers which is more frustrating um, but yeah anyway so on, uh, on my banker this week uh, and I am in a league that's 17 games in this is uh, the Norway elite seed in the top division in Norway. And I'm going to be taking, this game's on Sunday. It is at five o'clock and I'm taking Moldy away at Christiansund. So this is top versus bottom. Moldy have taken 39 points from their 17 games versus Christiansund who have played 16 games and taken a lowly six points. They are rock bottom of the league. They are you know five points away from their nearest competitor who are also getting relegated on 11 points. The only win they've had this season was against recently promoted Ham Cam, which is a great name for a team. Um, and they're just not very good, Christian Sund. Moldy are playing midweek, which is why you're getting a good price on them. So Moldy have got to go to Kishvarda in Hungary. Um, but they're playing on Sunday. They're playing tomorrow night and they're playing on Sunday. And a lot of my picks will be around Europa League ties because I think that's probably where you're going to get the most value early on in the season. Um, Moldy away here were 6-11 to 11 when I looked at them. Um, they're now 7-11. to 11. So uh, there's a there's been some some changings of the odds. Uh, but 7-11 to 11 for them here in this spot, I think is, is quite good and it's quite big a price uh, for, for a banker to start the season. But that is Moldy away at Christiansund and that is 7-11. to 11. Dave? Yeah, so uh, I'm in uh, Saturday at 3pm and uh, in the National League in England. And uh, I do believe they were my first ever pick uh, on this show, and they're going to be my first pick this season. And it's uh, Wrexham against Eastleigh, and uh, I'm going to get back Wrexham here at one to three. So Wrexham came second in the uh, National League last season, but only one team went up uh, promoted, which was Stockport. So Wrexham went straight to the semi-final of the playoffs, where they ended up losing to uh, Grimsby 5-4 in extra time. Uh, yeah, they scored 91 goals last season. Uh, Eastleigh finished 19th, got 46 points, only scored 52 goals. Wrexham beat in both games last season, 3-2 uh, and 2-0. They haven't lost to them in the last six meetings, winning three, drawing three. They've also made, uh, made some decent signings, Wrexham. They haven't gone mental. Uh, they've, they've brought in Elliot Lee from Luton, uh, Tony Cliff. Good centre half from Crawley, uh, Anthony Ford, winger from Oxford. So again, they're, they're players with league experience that they've managed to talk down to play in the national league because uh, I think there's no money cap. I think on the, what they can pay them. I think so that's how they managed to uh, get them. Yeah, but they still got Paul Mullin, uh, who finished top scorer last season with 26. We got Ollie Palmer in the brewing from Wimbledon still, and uh, I mean Eastleigh's. Major signing this summer was uh, 
Tristan Abrahams, who's one of uh, Tammy's brothers. Uh, whether he can uh, get as many goals as Tammy can, who knows? But no, I, I, to be honest, I expect Wrexham to not walk the league, but I expect them to win the league quite comfortably. So one to three, yeah, we'll have that. Welcome back. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, welcome back. Sounds good to me. Um, you've got to fancy Wrexham to do something big, you know, with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney at the, at the helm. They'll be wanting to to put in a real good performance this season, yeah. surely, yeah. Um, it'll certainly be expected. So if you tally that tally those three bankers up, so we've got uh Glasgow Rangers, Moldy and Wrexham. Comes out one point five to one. There you go. One and a half to one for a banker treble. Pretty good odds on uh two things I'm pretty certain will happen. And then I, I know nothing about Moldy really. I'm good, you know, I'm gonna be straight up about that. But Gordon, if you're confident that's good enough for me. That's a first. <laughs> <laughs> On to the value picks then. Um, so something usually usually around the even money mark, but the, you know if we if if we see value in it, um, is is what is going in this section of the show. I'm staying in Scotland in the Premiership Saturday at three p.m. for Aberdeen versus St Mirren. And the home win for Aberdeen here is around ten to eleven, so it's just just under even money. I've seen it in nine to ten as well. Um, Aberdeen lost their opening game of the season last weekend, 2-0 at Celtic Park. And I would not read anything into that at all. Every team will go to Celtic Park this season and lose. So it's pretty much a case of nothing to see here. St Mirren, though, lost 1-0 at home to Motherwell. And for me, that is a lot more telling. Um, Motherwell uh, were very bad in the in the Europa League Conference qualifying campaign, losing to, to Sligo Rovers. And then they've been able to go to St Mirren away from home and, and beat them. Uh, and yeah, you, you know, you actually need to go back 18 occurrences and back to 2011 for the last time St Mirren won at Pitodri. That's a long time. And yet Aberdeen are pretty much even money in this game. Uh, so Jim Goodwin, new Aberdeen manager, uh, they, they had a bit of a disaster last year with the Stephen Glass experiment. Um, so they've got Jim Goodwin in and he'll have them performing much better than last year's 10th place finish. You know, he'll get them fired up. He's the sort of guy, um, I think, that will go through the players, get them fired up. And where that will really tell is in a home match is he'll want to make them hard to beat at home. That's the first thing I expect to see um, as he makes his mark on the team. So I think St Mirren will struggle this year. Uh, I was saying earlier that they're probably my pick to be relegated from the, the Scottish Premiership. And almost even money for Aberdeen here represents great value, in my opinion. I would, I would probably expect them to be around like 7 to 10. Or maybe even lower. That's a good pick in there. The Stephen Glass experiment would be a really good name for a jazz band. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'd be more successful than Aberdeen were. Last season, certainly. Well, in the value section for me, I'm taking us to my Coupon Spiritual Homeland, which is uh, the French leagues. Slightly further up. Uh, League One, so the, the top division. And I picked that... I, I, you know, this was, I, I think, the best one I could bring this week. Not going to call it a, you know, I'm not going to say anything more than that, but I think it's just a bit like, out of all the picks this week, this is the one I think, damn good. Anyway, the pick is Strasbourg to beat Monaco. Now, Strasbourg finished six points behind Monaco last season, uh, finishing sixth. It's their, it was their top finish in, I think, about the last 50 years since 1979-80 was the last time that they, they were anywhere close to that. 
a 4-0 defeat in the last game of the season stopped them getting into the Europa Conference League, which is really disappointing for them there because it would have been their first European foray since since back then. Um, but they've been pretty good in the in the off season. They've had a they've had some decent preseason friendlies in there as well. And Monaco had to go and play last night against PSV, and they're playing next week against PSV in the Champions League qualifiers. Now, Monaco are going to need to qualify for the Champions League if they're going to be able to keep up the spending they've been trying to do. They've brought in a couple of players that that probably could play with Southampton, Takumi Minamino from Liverpool and Briel Mbolo, um, you know, uh, for, for two that they brought in. They drew one each with PSV uh, last night as well. Strasbourg have had the better of this fixture the last three times it's been played. They've won two, uh, they've won one, drawn, uh, one, two, drawn one. Um, Monaco playing midweek in, 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 the, in the Champions League here, as opposed to Molde playing in the, in the Europa Conference League, I think is, is the difference here. And Strasbourg are 13 to 8 to win this game, or you can get them at slightly, well, at, 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 at decent odds there or thereabouts, 17 to 10 at other bookies as well. Um, I think this is, um, I think it's it's quite interesting that the, the spread that the bookies have this um, on. I don't think they've made up their mind really about how Strasbourg have performed this season. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I expect Strasbourg to, to, to perform a lot better than Mon- than, than people think, or certainly the bookies think here. And a uh, 17-10, good price to do so. That is a huge value pick for day one. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's right not- in there at 17-10. 74 on bet 365. 74. Yeah. That's so- that's huge odds. So, yeah, I, I like your confidence in it. And if you can get that one in as a value pick on, on day one, that would be immense. Yeah. So, Dave, where, where have you got us for value town? So, uh, I'm going to go to the uh, start of the English Prem. Uh, Saturday at three o'clock. I think it's uh, Leeds against Wolves. I like the look of Leeds at five to four. Uh, so, uh, as we all know, Leeds stayed up on the final day last year, being Brentford. Uh, I've got old Jesse Marsh. He gets a bad rep, doesn't he, just for being American. Just because of the way he speaks. People don't really uh, like it. But, you know, they've lost Rafinha and uh, Kevin Phillips, obviously. But uh, Marsh has brought some players in that he knows. Like, so he's brought in like, Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson. That are both like, USA internationals that he knows. Both from the Red Bull organisations. One from Leipzig and one from uh, the one in Vienna. Uh, uh, who is this? Red Bull, Leipzig, and um, oh, I can't remember the other one, but yeah, I know the yeah, one you're talking about. Yeah, they, like he's managed, he's managed both of them, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. He's certainly managed one in uh, Austria anyway, but uh, yeah, and then he's brought in uh, Christian Rasmus for Salzburg, sorry, that's it. Uh, yeah, he's brought in, he brought in a, another guy from Salzburg as well that he knows. Um, you know, they've got Bamford, should be back full fitness this season. Messi has a good keeper. I think they'll do all right, Leeds. I, I know a lot of people are a bit down on them, but I don't know. I think they'll be all right. But this is, uh, I'm getting against Wolves because Wolves have, uh, so they finished 10th last season, but they've, they've, they've got problems here. They've sent Fabio Silva they'll, uh, out on loan, who was the guy that spent like 30 odd million on him. He hasn't come off forward. And then the, Jimenez is injured. Troy Ora is injured. Uh, they haven't brought any other striker in apart from Huang, who they had on loan last year. But, you know, he looked look decent in the games he played, but he's not going to score you 25 goals a season. He's just a workhorse, you know. So it looks like they're going to play um, Podent as a, a fourth nine. 
uh, if they don't sign a striker. They've got Neto fit, but I think for opening day, I can't see him causing much threat. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take Leeds. And by the way, two of my, two of my really good mates of mine, Steve and John, are both Wolves fans. They're probably going to hate me for this pick, but... <laughs> Straight in deep. I like the pick. <laughs> yeah. I like the pick. I think Leeds will be all right this season. Yeah. Um, and when I say all right, I mean probably around like fifteenth. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll be relegated this year. But just looking through the league at first glance. Um. So yeah, let's take let's take them on opening day. Let's be bold, Dave. I like it. <laughs> so combining those three picks, Aberdeen, Strasbourg, and Leeds, ten point eight four to one. Pretty good for a value treble if if you fancied it. Now on to this week's outside picks. Um, if you've listened to the podcast in previous years, you'll know that I like to go to the Japanese leagues and that's where I am going for my outsider. Sunday at 11am in the Japanese top division, so the J1 league, for Kawasaki Frontel versus Yokohama F Marinos. And this is some game. Um, you'll, kn- you'll know from previous years that these are two teams that regularly con- uh, contest the title. Um, but the Marinos have pulled away at the top of the league with 48 points. That's an eight-point lead over second place Kashima Antlers after 23 matches. They're currently the form team in the division, 11 points from their previous five games. And Kawasaki haven't been the unbeatable force that they've been in recent years. They're currently back in fifth place with 37 points, although they do have two games in hand on pretty much every other team in the league. Um, Formwise only managed seven points from the last five games. So this is actually a huge game in the J-League season. Um, A win for Kawasaki, they're suddenly eight points behind top spot with two games in hand, so a possible six, meaning really maybe only two points behind but a win for Yokohama will leave them 14 points back. Even with the two games in hand, that then seems pretty damn sizable. Um, Yokohama F. Marinos has been really good on the road this year. 19 points from 12 games. And they, they'll know the importance of this game. Kawasaki, good home record. 22 points from 10 home games. But they used to be absolutely invincible at home. Um, and, and they're just not this year. And I really like the big odds of 17 to 10 on Yokohama as the underdogs here especially as they turned over Kawasaki back in February uh, 4-2. And Kawasaki have only won once in their last seven matches across all competitions. So that's not normal for Kawasaki Frontel. That form is not normal. One win out of seven. Okay, some of them are cup and some of them are friendlies. It's a game against PSG in there as well. But they're just on a bit of a downturn. And I think Yokohama might sense blood. My one fear would be that they think a draw is good enough. You know, just don't let them gain any points. Um, but I think at 17 to 10, I'll go for an away win. So the Yokohama F Marinos away at Kawasaki Frontel. Nice. Uh, I take us very far from from uh, Japan uh, to Switzerland. Uh, not a league that I, I generally do much in. However, I like one game this week, and that is uh, Sion away at FC Zurich. Um the game, the league itself is only three games in. Uh, so the Sion have played three games. They've taken four points. Zurich, uh, who are in the the qualifiers for the um, for one of the European competitions, have played three games, scored zero goals, conceded six, and have taken one point from that. Um, they haven't started the league well at all, and they have to play Linfield tonight. Uh, Linfield tomorrow night, and they've got Linfield again next uh, next week in between now. Now Linfield won't be the opposition that that 
you know, it's not as if they've got Monaco PSV or they're doing anything like that. But, you know, they're going to have two tough games and they're going to have to travel for that. And I think Sion are, are pretty, a pretty decent outsider in this spot because they haven't traditionally done much against them uh, in, the, in the league in previous seasons, but they've started quite well again as well. Um, Zurich lost at the weekend to St. Gallen. That was after St. Gallen went down to 10 men at about 60 minutes. So they 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 content then the St. Gallen were only one St. Gallen were only one nil up at that point. They went on and scored again. So it's it's not they haven't been great so far. They've you know they've they've done nothing in the league. Um, they went through against Carabag, so they've been travelling a bit for this in, in the last couple of weeks. But I really like Sion here at quite a large price, uh, thirty one to ten, one to four, three to one, whatever you're, you're going to get them at. Um, it's just really a bet against Zurich or a bet against the fact that they've got to play. Uh, midweek and they'll be thinking about a game next week after that because it doesn't look like they're going to be qualifying again <laughs> next season um, so yeah so that's Sion away 3-1-ish um, to for this Dave what you got? Uh, so uh, I'm in League 2 uh, it's at the again at 3 o'clock and it's uh, Newport against Warsaw and uh, I'm going to take Warsaw here at 11-4 so um uh, Flynn, the Warsaw manager, he came in last season, uh, at the end of last season, after they looked like they were going to struggle, but he kept him up, did pretty well. It's his first full season. He, he knows this league really well, Mike Flynn. But first game last last week, they won a bit Hartlepool, 4-0 at home. Uh, Danny Johnson scoring a hat-trick, a guy they've got in on loan from Mansfield. Apparently, they did a, they'd agreed a two-year deal in principle, and uh, Mansfield changed their mind and uh, sent him out on loan. So maybe they might be calling him back if he uh, mm-hmm. continues his goal-scoring right. But uh, no, they look they look good last week, Walsall, to be fair. Uh, they've also got Timmy Abraham, which is another one of Tammy's brothers. How many brothers are you? Are you just backing on Tammy Abraham's brothers <laughs> yeah, to score? Uh, yeah. Good. <laughs> so, yeah, that might be a good bet. Uh, but yeah, but no. Uh, Newport, their first game, uh, they drew one all away at Sutton. Um, yeah, Newport, they'll be all right, I think. They, they might make the playoffs this year, but if you're going to give me Warsaw at 11-4 here after the performance last week, I'll, I'll take that all day. I think that's, that's a really good price on them. So. Nice one. So, Ideal. Japan, Switzerland and Walsall. <laughs> and Walsall. <laughs> and, uh, I would, you know, not, not that I would advise anyone to do this, but to let you know that if you know for uh, comparative purposes combining those three picks as a tribal's 39 and a half to one it's pretty much 40 to one for this short on that sometimes you get that and you're like it's uh, 85 to one (laughs) yeah but it it might be my 17 to 10 shot in there that's you know dragging it down a little bit because it's under the two to one mark but 39 and a half to one uh, I'll probably put that on as a trixie so I just need two of them to come in Um, so fingers crossed I just need 12 to come in well, uh, the mega <laughs> coupon is always the dream. <laughs> so they're the main picks from this week's show. And uh, I mentioned our Patreon channel before. If you join us on Patreon, um, usually Thursday morning, you get all of these picks released uh, on a cheat sheet. So you can just pull it up on your phone app and you can you can see all the picks written down. Don't have to take notes or try and remember things as you listen to the show. Uh, okay, on to the charity picks. Let's try and get our first charity travel of the year sailing in. I am in Scotland in the Premiership Sunday at 3pm for Dundee United versus Livingston in the home win for, for my own team, 
Uh, granted, Dundee United is 7-5. I was at their opening game of the season away at Kilmarnock. Ended in a 1-1 draw thanks to 10-man Dundee United losing a stoppage time equaliser. But we, we did look much better. Um, we finished fourth in the table last year and I believe that our squad has improved since last season. The youngsters now have a much needed year of competitive football under their belt and combined this with we've made some quality new acquisitions that have been brought in. So we've got Stephen Fletcher playing up front for us now doing a role that we just didn't have anyone to do last year and that'll really free up um, Tony Watt. So that that's really, really important. Dylan Levitt signed him permanently from Man United. He was arguably our best player last year. So to have him permanently is wonderful. Uh, picked up Craig Sibold from Livingston and, and Glenn Middleton from Rangers, so both in the midfield. So this is this is better than we were, and we were good enough last year to finish fourth. Um, and I just think we're going to have at home, especially a really good shout against Livingston. And the fact I would have expected us to be priced around even money, but we're actually all the way up at seven to five. So I've seen enough to think that this is uh, pretty good odds. Uh, made even better by Dave telling me pre-show that this was almost his blue pick. So, cheers, yeah, Dave. Right, yeah, I had a look at it. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Liked it a lot. I mean, that that is good. But it, I mean, going to it, beating Livingston when you're uh, beating Livingston when you're when they're away at you is is the thing that everyone needs to do because no one's getting any fucking points at the spaghetti had man. It's the <laughs> shittest pitch. That's, that's, <laughs> That is, uh, that is uh, in Scotland. Well, Kilmarnock have been uh, promoted. I forgot about that, actually. Um, so anyway, uh, my banker there, sorry, my charity then, um, is also in Scotland. Uh, this is in the championship. This is round two. Um, and I am taking Cove Rangers or draw. Uh, this It's Morton versus Cove Rangers. And I'm taking Cove Rangers or draw in this spot at three to five. Um, Cove have been really good. First game of the season for them. Uh, they're top of the league. Uh, also, mainly because they're, they're, uh, the alphabet uh, helps them a little bit there. And Partick uh, are, are much further down there. But, you know, they, they won their first game 2-0 against Wraith. Um, Hamilton versus Morton uh, was a game that finished 1-0. Uh, sorry, one each. Uh, and any of us could have predicted that because it's, uh, it's Hamilton. Um, but the kind of dismal part about that was Hamilton got a man sent off really early in that game. Um, after they'd scored. So they were 1-0 up, get a man sent off. Morton scored from the resulting penalty and then couldn't do anything in the second half. They got a whole bunch of guys booked. It turned into like a, a proper battle in there. Um, and you know, Morton were all right last season. They hadn't been too bad, but they've lost a lot of the, the players that they had in. Uh, I know this because uh, of, of Gavin from our baseball team, who, who is a super Morton fan and has been telling us about it for ages. But I think Cove will be good in this in this league. You know, they are if you look at them, they they last I mean last season they what they, they got promoted out of League One, they're now in the championship. This is a different quality there, but to come in and to beat Wraith, uh, and they've still got Mitch Meganson playing for them as well, who, who just seems to score at every level in Scotland. So anyway, I like I did like Cove to win this, but I'm gonna take Cove a draw because it's a, a a charity bet and that's at three to five. So um, I, I, Andy's give, for all the patrons, Andy's or non-patrons, Andy's giving me the thumbs down there. But he won't be giving me the thumbs down when they end up drawing this one each and then where the charity comes in on the back of that. So Dave, what have you got to, to round off this week's show? Yeah, so I'll round us off and it's uh, League One Saturday at three o'clock and it's uh, Peterborough against Morecambe. And I'm going to type Peterborough here at uh, the crowds of three to five. You know, we want this charity bet to come in, don't we? Uh, 
Yeah, so Peterborough were relegated from the Championship last season, but they're hotly tipped to uh, go back to the Championship for the first time of asking. Last time they were in League One, then they finished second, scored 83 goals. They've still got players like Jack Marriott, uh, Clark Harris, uh, Sammy Smodzik, all good players at League One level, all going to score goals week in, week out. Uh, beat Cheltenham 3-2 last week in the first game of the season. Uh, Morecambe, you know, surprised everyone last year by staying up. They were, again, hotly tipped to go down and uh, ended up finished 19th. Uh, hotly tipped to go down again this season to see if they can uh, stay up again this season. But Drew Neal at home to Shrewsbury, uh, first game of the season. Only had two shots on target as well in the whole of the 90 minutes at home. So I think Peterborough certainly had to score them there. But uh, one for uh, if you're into your football kits and sponsorships, apparently uh, Tyson Fury's uh, Gypsy King brand is uh, sponsoring yeah, the I shorts of Morecambe FC. <laughs> Not the top, the shorts. The shorts, good <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, if you if you want to get him, get on him. Well, that makes sense though. He doesn't wear tops when he's when he's playing his sport, wow. does he? Yeah, it's just yeah. shorts. So yeah. you know, he would be the short yeah. sponsor. <laughs> Fantastic. So that's a charity treble of Dundee United, Cove Rangers on the double chance, and Peterborough, and that comes in at just under five to one, four point seven to one. So hopefully, we've got uh, fifty-seven quid next week to be giving to a charity. That's the that's the goal. Gents, thank you very much. Um, we are back with a bang. Um, if you do what Gordon does and want to back all the selections, it's six thousand eight hundred and sixty to one. There you go, G man. That's your uh, that's your mega coupon odds. That's the mega coupon odds. I mean, you've come y'all, close y'all, before. We've got we've ten out of 10. eleven once. We've done ten. I've been sitting with a. I've been sitting once with us. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't say this. I've been sitting once with a, a, an eight hundred pound cash out watching Jerome's team spunk away a fucking two 0 <laughs> yeah. lead. <laughs> uh, that was an NEC, uh, but yeah. you know it's great Radar, to be in yeah. these kind of positions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you know one day we'll hit it, and when we hit it, oh, new car. It'll for be me. glorious. It'll be glorious. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up, then um, obviously we're massive football fans ourselves. Dave, where are Villa going to finish this year? Uh, Off the top of your head, uh, don't think too hard. Just give me a number. I. Eighth. Oh, okay. And because obviously Joey and uh, Jerome aren't here, Palace and Man United. Uh, so United, I think they'll be all right under 10 hours, but I don't think they'll break the top four. So sixth. To be honest, I think, you know, as much as I don't like signing it to Jerome, but I think Palace will be decent as well. Uh, I think that might finish above us. I think that seventh, I'll give Palace. I have to be. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Gordon, Liverpool, where are they coming this year? Winning the league. Winning the league, yeah, bold. Um, Arsenal, I'll, 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 fourth. There you I mean, go. Wait, a, 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 a return to a return to fourth for <laughs> Arsenal. That's that's what I see. And then obviously our Scottish teams, uh, G Man, Hibs. Just don't get relegated. That's it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's genuinely like we've been last season. We just went off the boil. United, fifth. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have high aspiration. I know we finished fourth last year, but fifth still seems a stupidly high aspiration. Um, but I th- that's where I'd like to see us finish this year. Well, that was the podcast. Join us on Facebook. Join us on Patreon. Really hope you've enjoyed the show. It's been great to be back for season five. Thank you to Gordo. Thank you to Dave. All that's left to say is good luck for the weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLaren, and Gary Black part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.